0: Let's look at Sunday, the end of week 13. Who can we stream in for points leagues, for category leagues? What injuries do we need to pay attention to Michael Bolton? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I'm riding around in a rover. If I see ops then it's over. I'll send man straight to Jehovah when I take shots like M Sharapova. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore on TikTok at redrock underscore and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonNBA. That is linkedin.com slash lockedonNBA. To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. Thank you also for making Locked on fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Double bang? Yep. It's a good day to do it. Go ahead and listen to the audio. Jump across, watch the video, give it a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below as well. Hit the subscribe. And remember, live trade deadline show Thursday, February 8th, one thirty p.m. Eastern. If starts start banging out early, maybe we'll go earlier than that. But that's the time that we're planning to go there. Uh, I want to get those pre-likes up over 500. We're getting real close. And then we'll set the next goal to 1,000. So let's just go and smash it and bookmark it and get ready to rock and roll. We are here to talk talk about Sunday's action in the NBA to end week 13. I've already done the week 14 preview show, which is up early uh, already. So go and check that out. Um, we've got six games on on Sunday. There is an early start, a 3.30 p.m. Eastern start. So get your lineup set and ready to crack uh, in that scenario. What injuries do we have? I just realized that I've put the wrong thing down here, but that's okay. I can talk over it. Dayron Sharp's out. Ben Simmons is out. Jaime Jaquez is out. Gaz Harris is out. Franz Wagner was, I thought, was going to be out, but he has been upgraded to to questionable. So I did color him blue. I just forgot to put the cue there. So Franz Wagner is questionable. Now, the Magic do have a Sunday-Monday back-to-back. He's coming off an ankle sprain. Be pretty surprised if Franz is playing both of those. So, if he is available for Sunday, he'll be out Monday, is my guess. If he plays on, um, if he's out Sunday, then there's a big chance he plays Monday. But the return of Franz is coming. Reggie Bullock uh, remains out for Houston. Now, Houston and Washington. Uh, sorry, that's that's not true. Reggie Bullock is out on on Saturday. And they play Saturday, Sunday, so we're going to guess that Reggie's going to be out. I don't really care that much whether he's or not. He's not a big part of the rotation. I'm also going to guess that Tari Eason remains out Sunday as well. We haven't really had any recent updates on his leg issue stemming from that stress reaction earlier in the preseason. I don't think it's worth holding Tari unless, of course, you've always got that open IL slot. Cam Reddish is going to be out for the Lakers. What I don't know is Daniel Gafford. Now Gafford is out on Saturday with a concussion. You would think there's a decent chance that he sits on Sunday. It's usually not going to be a long-term thing, but we just keep holding Marvin Bagley. Now, Marvin Bagley's not going to appear in this video in terms of streaming for Sunday because he's already jumped up to over 40% rostered, which is a huge number, Um, as it should be. While Gafford is out, we roll with it. There is a small chance, like I said the other day, that they do... like. Go get a 23, 25-minute split. I think it would be the wrong call for Washington, but it's Washington. So you never know what's going to happen. And now we know that Bagley is out on Saturday. Sorry, Gafford is out on Saturday. Bagley will play 40 minutes. Although they did just sign Trey Jemison as a big man, as a 10-day. So just watch. Maybe that cuts a little bit off the top of Bagley. Not that Jemison's that good, but Bagley's not either. And um, Sunday we could use Bagley as well. And then we hold Bagley when Gafford returns to see how they distribute the minutes. Because if it goes to Gafford playing 30 and Bagley 18, well, we're not going to deal with uh, James Wiseman Sr. that often. Like, he's going to be just that stream guy. But if it gets to 25 or 24, not that Bagley's a great option in 24, but he might be. So we want to hold and see. I'm listing Horford and Porzingis. As questionable, now, if you go scour an official injury report, you won't see their names there just yet at the time that I'm recording this. But this is the first of a back-to-back for the Celtics. So we have to expect, well, we guarantee that Al Horford's going to sit either Sunday or Monday. We just don't know which one. There's a chance that Porzingis sits one of them. He might not. He might sit the same one as Horford. He might sit a different one to Horford. He might sit zero of them. So I'm just putting on your radar that Horford and Porzingis are at risk to miss this game. I don't think there's any problem with Jalen or Tatum or Derek White or those guys Um Who's the other one that I missed? Tatum, Brown. Oh, Holiday. I don't think there's any risk of those guys sitting, but I'm going to put Horford, who is definitely sitting a game Sunday or Monday, and Porzingis, who's maybe 50% to sit one of them. So I'm putting them on the list just so you're aware. If they're both out in the same game, well, Luke Cornette jumps way up. Isaiah Jackson missed the last game with a head problem. I don't think that he's going to be a part of the rotation much anyway, so I don't think that matters all that much. Andrew Nembhard is questionable with a back issue. His return will be very intriguing. What does that do to Matherin? What does it do to Heald? What does it do to McConnell? What does it do to just to take like Obi Toppen out of the rotation even further? We'll find out what goes on there. Bol Bol, questionable for the Suns. Their backups and all their minimum guys, they just seem to rotate them. Some days it's Littleface, sometimes it's uh, Akogi, it's Bates Diop, it's Watanabe, it's Bol, it's Metu, it's Eubanks. And I can't really get a full handle on it because it changes every single game. And the other two that are really important are going to be Anthony Simons and Scoot Henderson. Simon's the last game with an illness. Scoot left the last game after nine minutes after getting a whack in the head. I guess there's a concussion risk there. Now, they've got a very strong upcoming schedule here, the Blazers. And Scoot was thriving in that bench role. But the fact that Sharp is out, Simons might be out, Scoot is out, then Malcolm Brogdon's going to go through the roof here. And that's going to really boost his value. And there's going to be a lot more shots to go to other people there too. But we don't have that update there. What the Miami Heat did do, though, is they updated us on Tyler Hero and said that he's probable. They're one of those teams that is pretty annoying with the injury report. And they they always do this thing where they list players as in. Like, okay, I didn't. Think there was any doubt that Duncan Robinson wasn't going to play, but they put him on there. Duncan Robinson playing, like okay. And then it's like twelve guys appear on the injury report, and they just all these randoms like tight. Looks like the Bulls chucking um, Patrick Williams is probable for every injury report. In the ankle now he's actually questionable, but they they do that often as well. Interesting thing that did happen with the injury report: we got the report about Zach Levine yesterday, saying that he was going to be out one to two weeks. The Bulls official injury report for Saturday has Levine listed doubtful. So I don't know what's going on there. Just something to just something to watch, just in case there's any sort of um, weirdness happening. The teams that play the back to back across the weekend, or not across the weekend, Sunday through Monday. So when you're looking to get a stream guy in on a Sunday or the Monday, who can you get the double up for leading into week 14? It is Boston. We talked about the Posingas horford scenario. It is Orlando. We talked about the Franz Wagner sitting the back-to-back potentially, and it is the Phoenix Suns. Not that there's huge amounts there, and it is hard to guess those guys, but the value of an Eric Gordon. Obviously, Grayson Allen must roster, even though he, he hasn't been grabbed everywhere. But then you've got those backup guys. Can you find the right player? <laughs> That's probably going to be a little bit difficult given the way they've been using that. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Hiring is key, but sometimes it could be treated flippantly but you don't understand how much of, maybe you do as a small business owner, the importance of staff and how much of your outgoings it costs and how impactful it is on the success of your business. So in 2024, your goal should be to get the right staff in for the right jobs, but it can be a nightmare. LinkedIn Jobs helps to take that difficulty out of it. It's not just a job network, it's LinkedIn. So there's over a billion professionals that your job is going to be shoved in front of. That's, they're out there. And small businesses report that uh, 86% of small businesses report, they get a qualified candidate for a job within 24 hours. That sort of result is fantastic. It cuts out wasting time in terms of searching for someone, but also having to sift through the resumes. They get to you, and they get to you in a really, really good way. So LinkedIn has so many different benefits there, but one of those things is just cutting out time and helping the people who own small businesses focus on what they really need to do. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmba. That is linkedin.com slash lockedonmba to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's um, let's now look at how we're streaming in for points leagues. We'll start in Yahoo points leagues. These guys again, we tried to adjust my percentage rostered cutoff based on some inactivity in leagues. So these are all um, under forty, under forty percent rostered. A quick a quick note: Marvin Bagley sits at forty two. So he's a great option. Norman Powell sits at forty, so he doesn't exactly meet my cutoff. But as always, you gotta have a cutoff somewhere. You go, well, forty is close enough to thirty-nine. Then you go, well, forty-one is close enough to forty. Well, forty-two is close enough to forty-one. Where do you where do you draw the line? So I've drawn it at thirty-nine. I'm just telling you, Norman Powell forty, Marvin Bagley forty-two. So consider those guys as pretty strong options if they are available. If Yahoo points, the cockroach Mason Plumley. Yeah, is he gonna play twenty-eight? I don't know. But I'm also pretty interested to see exactly what they do in terms of that role. He played 28 last game. Um, Do they go away from him to get Tyson Westbrook on the court more? It's possible. Or does he play even more? Regardless, I like him as a points lead guy. Um, Jabari Walker, big minutes starting. Not going away, I don't think. I think he's a really strong short-term ad. The Blazers have got an intermediately strong schedule as well. Plus, I just think he's going to start rest of season. If they're making the move to start Walker and Grant together... I don't really think they're going to go away from it. They might, but I don't think they are. I've got Goga Badadze there. Wendell Carter outplayed him last game absolutely. And I think Carter might take that starting job back soon, but Goga still has some value in twenty-one minutes. We'll just see whether he holds that or not. It's a little risky. Dylan Brooks, yeah, we all love Dylan Brooks, but there is uh, value for him in fantasy points leagues absolutely, and he's got the. Not many of these guys have the ability to hit forty minutes. Maybe Jabari Walker does, but Brooks does. Aaron Neesmith feel like he's locked into a starting role. Does that mean 30 or 26 minutes? That's a big question. But I do like Smith's value here. He should be rostered in most leagues. He's probably more of a streamer in points leagues, though. And then I'm going to go with Caleb Martin, who did start next to Nikola Jovic last game um, with uh, Kyle Lowry benched and Tyler Hero at point guard. Huckers uh, remains out. Jovic only played like 15 minutes. So Martin is that option there. Again, not a must-roster player, but a little bit of stream value there for the big fella, who's not that big. On ESPN Points, it's basically the same list of names. It's Mason Plumlee, Jabari Walker, Goga Badadze, Aaron Neesmith. I'm going to throw Reggie Jackson in there. He has had some pretty efficient games. They can rely upon him for some scoring. He just is in that mix, and Dylan Brooks gets bumped down because of the big hit that ESPN Points League scoring systems do provide to your efficiency, and we know it is Dylan Brooks. So if you're going to have efficiency issues with someone, it's going to be with Dylan Brooks. So if we go to category leagues now, we're going to use the same cutoff, the 39% rostered for each individual category. And for the points category, I am going to go with Dylan Brooks. Again, the minutes are there. The opportunity is there. Does Dylan Brooks hate taking shots? Of course he doesn't. So he's going to have that chance to do it. Again, Marvin Bagley, Norman Powell will be right at the top of this list, but they just don't hit the cutoff. Got Lonnie Walker in there who can just drop 18 points in 16 minutes. It is a little bit risky given his minutes and they can be a little bit all over the shop, but he's widely available and there is an opportunity there for him. Jabari Walker and Mason Plumley, two names I've mentioned already. Walker just through starting, he might get 12 to 13 points just without even having a hot streak game, which is really interesting for us. And then Plumley can drop you know six alley-oop dunks reverse in a game, uh, that's 12 points. With James Harden running the pick and roll, he can easily get double digits. Reggie Jackson doesn't do really much else apart from scoring. It is why he is favored in points leagues. But if you're looking for a points boost off the bench, Reggie is there. And then Aaron Neesmith, starting role, shooting the absolute lights out for most of this season. Neesmith is there an option for you. For threes, some of the same names here. We're going to Lonnie Walker, the fourth, Dorian Finney Smith. He takes like no shots that are twos. It's all threes. And his minutes are relatively secure most of the time. Eric Gordon, again, doesn't take many shots that aren't threes. They've got a back-to-back coming up. He plays those 25, 26 minutes. And when games get close, they close with him. He can hit four. He can hit seven. Again, I talked about this in the daily preview show last Sunday. Is about you can find spike guys. And there's differences. Like, is Lonnie or Dorian Finney-Smith a spike player for threes? Probably not really. Like, I feel good that Lonnie can hit two, and Vinnie Smith hits two, but what's the chance of them hitting seven? Probably low. Eric Gordon can hit seven, really easily. Peyton Pritchard can go off and hit six. He might only hit one or two, but he can hit him. Torian Prince can go eight of nine, and he is starting, and Darwin Ham, which I, Lakers fans, I love how they call him Pockets, one of the best nicknames ever, Pockets Ham. Love it. Um, they, he loves Torian Prince. And then Slam and Sammy Houser. He takes no shots that aren't threes, so he can also pop off as well, especially if a Porzingis or a Horford happens to be resting. So there's stream value and spike value for all of those guys. In terms of rebounds, Mason Plumley's it's not really a spike situation there for him. We just know that he's a good rebounder and he's going to play pretty solid minutes, so we like that. Jabari Walker, probably a double-digit guy. He's not that big, Jabari, but he's a very strong rebounder. Goga Badadze, that's double-digit rebound upside very clearly. Jared van der Viltbar, well, if the man's not rebounding, he's not on the court, and he is quite good at that. And he probably doesn't have as high a ceiling as a Jabari or a Plumley, mainly because of minutes. He can grab eight in like 24, but he's not going to play 30. He's not going to play 35 minutes, I would guess, old Vanderbilt bar. Kevin Love has cooled a little bit after that early hot streak, but we know the man is a demon rebounder. And the other one there is Christian Wood. Now, Wood was playing 20 minutes a night at the Crucifix. The last couple of games, it has dropped down, so I am pretty iffy in recommending Christian Wood. But if they go back to that rotation where he plays 20 minutes, then yes, he is a double-digit rebound upside threat. But at the moment, they, they seem to have moved to phase him out a little bit. So just want to pay, just want to pay a little bit of attention to how the role is looking there for him. For assists, I'm not going to lie, it's relatively dry. But Timothy John McConnell. Yes, Tyrus Halliburton is back. But McConnell is the backup point guard. Andrew Nembhard's return could impact this. But McConnell can have five assists in 14 minutes. That's good. Reggie Jackson, not a high level guy, but we know the minutes are there. We know the role is there. He could give you four assists. Dennis Smith's the interesting one. He could drop a 10 assist in 25 minutes out of nowhere. He's been awesome in terms of per minute production. The problem is, the last two to three games, Spencer Dinwiddie's minutes have pushed back to 33-34 when Smith looked like he was coming for that job. But there is upside there in Dennis. Kyle Lowry off the bench. I don't think he's going to really spike for big assist numbers, but four or five are possible. Jinglin Joe, hmm, yeah. He's been handling 20 minutes a night off the bench. The upside's relatively low, but I don't think that someone like Franz Wagner cuts into his minutes. He just is going to play what he does. And then Peyton Pritchard's a bit of an upside guy just in case a Drew or Derek White is out. But he's going to get his 16-17 minutes and maybe get your four assists. There's not a lot there in terms of spike value for assists. It is a harder category to stream in, especially so at the moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Better Help. 2023 is over and it's time to look forward to 2024. So finding the right things in your life to focus on to improve, because we all want to do things to be better. It's key. And that's where therapy can come in. It doesn't have to be drastic life-altering resolutions. It's building on little small things. You might have started taking daily vitamin supplements, multivitamins in the morning. You know, okay, that's good. That, that helps me uh, improve some of my overall health. And now it's like the next thing, okay, well, maybe I need to incorporate fresh veggies into my diet. That seems like a small change, but sometimes it's hard to get past that. And therapy's available to be able to help you look for those little things and understand that everything in life can be a slow process. It doesn't have to happen, bang, like that, immediate gratification. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Fill out that brief questionnaire, get matched with a therapist. Hey, and if you don't even like the therapist, just get rid of them. You get a new one in and you can switch them over free of charge, which is really a key feature, which seems underrated, but it is key. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp slash locked on NBA. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL playoffs are here. We are getting closer to knowing who is going to be the four teams left for the conference championships. But that doesn't mean that there's not time to get in on the action at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So all you do is put a bet on whatever it is whether it is a parlay or a money line or a total or a spread or player props, whatever it is, you put $5 on and you get 150 in bonus bets back and you can check out all the different things they have. Their explore tab for different bet types. You can check out their live same game parlays, the app, is easy to use, and of course, the much-vaunted Parlay Hub, where you can see other people's parlays in there. You can go and create your own and get things set up to maybe get a Parlay Kraken over on fanjul So go to fanjul.com slash on and make your first bet a layup. Fangio is an official partner of the NFL, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay, let us go through the rest of these um, categories now. We're going to go to Steels, and a similar name just keeps appearing here. It's Aaron Neesmith, who is a starter, who is available in 60% plus of leagues, who I think is probably a 12-team league rosterable player in categories, um, and just is available. So just go and get him. The next name on that list is DeLon Wright. Now, I would be a little cautious with DeLon because it is a back-to-back, and he had that knee issue, so maybe he sits. Just be careful with that. Um, We've got Jared Van Der Biltbar, who is a big man. is very good at steals. We talked about him with rebounds. The upside's capped with the minutes, but he's there. Uh, Jabari Walker. Mm. Dylan Brooks. That's what he can do defensively. The minutes could lead to some nice numbers. And Matisse Thiebaud, You want to talk spikes for steals. DeLon Wright, big steal, spike guy. Matisse Thiebaud, big steal, spike guy. They can have five steals very, very easily. Yes, they're both backups playing under 20 minutes. That doesn't mean they can't have five steals in 20 minutes. We know that Thiebaud brings nothing else but he can really, really bring you home in that steals category. For blocks, we're going to go to two Orlando Magic guys, Goga Badadze and John Isaac. Isaac can get you two blocks in 15 minutes. Probably can't get you the four or five because of the minutes limits, but Goga can because Goga might play 26 minutes if things start to go really well. Peyton Watson's a little bit more desperation there for the Nuggets. It's probably only a one block guy, but the one to watch here is Daniel Tice. He had three blocks last game for the Clippers. He's going to be most likely the backup behind Mason Plumley, but... If Plumlee doesn't play that well or Westbrook's playing well and they want Tice out there, he can get you two blocks pretty easily. Aaron Neesmith, out of position blocks as well. And I've got Mason Plumlee down the bottom. Remember, he had three blocks last game for the Clippers. But also remember, he had one block for the entirety of the season. He's a big man who does not block shots as a general rule, unless he's been reinvigorated to be this shot blocking legend. I doubt it, but he could be. But as a big man who's probably going to start, we at least can have a look at that. And he is available in a lot of different spots in terms of looking at influencing the field goal percentage plumley's right there like he is an awesome stream at the moment yes he's going to hurt your free throws in a pretty significant way points rebounds fantasy points uh steals and sort of not not really some blocks maybe but a lot of field goal percentage for plumley Badadze, jalen sticks smith who i believe will get all the backup center minutes behind miles turner Timothy John McConnell, as a guard, is a really high field goal percentage player. Daniel Tice and Jared Vanderbilt Bar are also pretty good options for field goals. For free throw percentage, Cole Anthony, even though I don't think he's a must-roster player, he's awesome at the line and he gets shot attempts. Uh, Joshie Richardson, Kyle Lowry, two Miami guys coming off the bench. Both very good foul shooters. DeLon Wright, Kevin Love, and Jeff Green. A lot of the old beat-up veterans there who can come in and hit you one or two free throws. It's not going to be huge, but there's not you're not going to get big volume free throw percentage influences just jumping in off the waiver wire. For a couple of other categories, for three-point percentage, we are going to look towards Aaron Neesmith. Assisted turnovers, TJ McConnell. Offensive rebounds and free throws made, Mason Plumlee. Now, Mason Plumlee's terrible at free throw percentage, but in terms of free throws made, he gets to the line a little bit, so he can hit two, three of them which is not easy to do when you're finding guys on the waiver wire. And then field goals made, I am going to look to Dylan Brooksy Brooks there. If we want to get chunky and look Sunday through Thursday, the next five days, they're all quality game days, they're all streamable, and there are quite a few names here that are interesting. Jabari Walker and the Blazers go Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They are in the midst of a really, really heavy load of their schedule, so Jabari looks strong. The same goes with the Pacers, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday for Aaron Neesmith. Kyle Lowry goes Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday. I guess there's a back-to-back rest risk for Wednesday, Thursday, but he's coming off the bench in a nice little three-game in five-night stretch. Same with Caleb Martin, who obviously plays the same schedule as Kyle Lowry. Dorian Finney-Smith goes Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday in Brooklyn. You could throw Lonnie Walker behind that if you wanted to. And then this is interesting is the duck, Luke Kennard does not play on Sunday. He only has two quality games or two games in the next five days. But the Grizzlies do have an upcoming four-game week. And Canard is only playing Monday, Wednesday here. But his value looks so good that it does trump a lot of the other three-game teams. So he should just should just be on a roster, I think, uh, until like they decide that he's not going to be a starter or they're going to try somebody else in that position, which I don't think that they will do. But it is possible. And that, legends, is the end of the streaming show, the look-ahead show, the waiver wire show for Sunday's action across the NBA. Don't forget to be a double banger. Hit across and hit the thumbs up. Hit the notification bell. Hit subscribe and leave your comments down below. Are you going to win this week? Do you think you're going to win your matchup in fantasy? If so, please let me know that in the comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.